Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time, work, Friends, family, expect you to be on 24-7? Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Past Podcast presented by Clutch Points. Uh, I am your host, Blake Bubba. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan. We are back here for our Week 10 picks. And, uh, Dylan, I've got to say, it's hard to believe we're already into the double-digit numbers here in this season. Uh, I know we say this every year, but uh, Mm -hmm. it's kind of flown by, and um, we're already to Week 10. Um, but for six teams, uh, they are having a nice week, Tim, because they have no chance of losing their game uh, because they are on a bye week. So uh, a few less games, I guess, than usual, but uh, still looks like, as always, uh, a pretty fun-looking uh, slate of games here. Yeah, absolutely. It feels like, uh, first of all, it feels like we just started the podcast like not that long ago. Now it's already, you know, we started a few weeks before the season started. Now it's week 10. It's kind of crazy. It's flown by. I mean, every season it feels like the, uh, now working on this stuff, it feels like it flies by even faster and faster each time. So uh, for some teams, they can't wait for the season to end in terms of uh, just uh, by mercy in terms of all their losses. Well, a lot of other teams it's going to be a fun playoff race uh, i think both conferences even if we you know we think the nfc one might be a little a little better in terms of the, the quality of the teams overall both are going to probably have some pretty heated races to the end yeah as somebody pointed out too here in week 10 it's probably the first time of the season we actually have three primetime games that are all really good and uh-huh. you feel like all of them are are going to produce uh, some pretty great matchups. Uh, we start with the one on Thursday night, and as usual, we won't spend a lot of time on this one because you guys will probably be listening to it uh, either while the game's going on or after the game is over. The Chargers play at the Raiders, and I know it's unfortunate we're not going to spend as much time on it because I know everyone at this point loves still and talking about the Chargers. Uh, <laughs> it is, it's really become a running theme here of how we don't trust the Chargers, and uh, Dylan, it looks like by our, our pick sheet here, uh, we're not trusting the Chargers in the this one either no not, not at all i mean this I, I picked the raiders uh, i haven't picked the raiders often this season but i as i've talked about a few times i think they're a pretty solid team overall yes their secondary is a huge question mark 
Um, but uh, you know, when they face some of these teams, they've been able to outduel them. Uh, last week, the Lions, I you know, thought Detroit would get the victory, but Derek Carr and this this offense continues the role, and the offensive line continues to look great. And I, I just you know, the Chargers they have one one really good game against the Packers. How much that can be attributed to what they did, and how much you know Green Bay just struggled. Uh, we talked about that last time. It could be a, a little combo of both. I just I still don't trust them at all. And here we are in a short week on the road against a hungry Raider team that just you know going off you know they had been I don't think they'd played a game in Oakland since really early in the year they had one home game in London that you know they came off that victory finally coming back to Oakland with a a field that didn't have uh, baseball dirt on it they go and beat the Lions be a lot of momentum going into this one the last time they're going to host the the rival Chargers I mean this is one of the biggest rivals in the NFL for a while I mean uh, these two teams in in, you know in California there's a lot of hatred and I don't know how much it you know with the Chargers in LA now it's kind of maybe simmered a bit but I think there's gonna be a lot of emotion for the last Chargers at Raiders game in Oakland and I think uh, Oakland's gonna feed off that and uh, I just again just can't trust the Chargers at this point maybe not the Raiders as well but I have a little better feeling about how they're gonna play yeah I've got the Raiders too and uh, judging by the over under for this game which I believe is like 48 and a half I assume that's based on the fact that it's a Thursday night game and sometimes we see like a grind with with some of these mm-hmm. Thursday games but I am willing to take the over in this one because yeah. I don't think either team is very good on defense and um I think uh, you could see some big numbers put up from from both Derek Carr and Philip Rivers but the Raiders man they've got momentum uh, we were talking about it probably a couple weeks ago. We said, hey, look ahead to their schedule. Uh, it's very possible if they can win some of these, you know, 50-50 mm-hmm. type of games like they had last week against the Lions, they could be in the playoff race. And yeah. you know what? If they can win this one, um, they're starting to look a lot better. So uh, we'll see. The The Raiders, uh, it's a big game. There's no doubt, as we say, we know a lot of these games are big now, but this is a huge game for the Raiders because uh, if they can get this win, they are going to be sitting in a pretty good spot here uh, over halfway through the season. Uh, all right, next up we have, uh, speaking of teams that are – Really hard to trust. Uh, the Detroit Lions <laughs> are heading to Chicago to take on the Bears, who are two and a half point favorites in that game. Um, this is another one where I think the Lions are probably a little deflated, feeling like they, they really had their chances to beat the mm-hmm. Raiders last week, and and they just couldn't get it done. And now that puts them a little bit behind there in that division. Uh, there's no other way to put this. I've said it probably. I'm pretty sure I said it on our previous episode. This is as must-win as it gets for the Bears. They have to win this game. Um, I I can't say that I trust them, but you know what? I'm just going – and there's another team we're going to talk about here in a second that I think is in a very similar situation. Uh, you're at home. Your back's against the wall. You have to win this game. I don't think it's going to be pretty, but I no. feel like the, the defense maybe, I don't know, scores a touchdown in some way, shape, or form – and the Bears win this thing like I don't know, fourteen to, to twelve or something. I don't know. Yeah, two two teams that are pretty desperate for a win. Obviously, the Bears, but the Lions too. I mean, they're a team that three, four, and one probably feels like they should have a little better record. Their defense is kind of showing its colors, though. It's not that great. And but the, uh, luckily for them, they're facing a Bears team that doesn't take advantage of any defense they've faced really this year. So I'm going with the Lions still, just because I've kind of taken a philosophy of picking against the Bears until they really play a, a like a really awful team. <laughs> I just I, their offense is 
so yeah. bad in every facet of what it can do. The defense, again, can has struggled at times against some of the better offenses they've faced. I see Matthew Stafford having a big game, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, not like tons of points, but in terms of stepping up, making, getting, you know, first downs when they need them, keeping these drives going enough to, you know, maybe get close to 20 points. And that's going to be enough to win, I think, in this one. Like you said, it's not going to be a pretty one. No, it's not. And uh, if there's anything Bears fans can lean on, last season in the same setting, uh, Mitchell Trubisky threw for 355 yards and three touchdowns. So uh, zero interceptions. And he had a rushing touchdown. How about this? So um, this is the exact same setting. In Chicago against the Lions, maybe this is the game he shows up. And uh, maybe it's just the one he's been waiting on. Like like maybe this is just (laughs) sort of a setup. And uh, the Bears have been kind of teasing us and all that um and now they're just ready to break out i i don't exactly expect that but like i said i'll i'll take the bears i don't feel great about it uh but i'll take the bears uh all right the next one i do feel pretty great about the ravens are at the Bengals. the ravens are 10 point favorites Uh, i'll go ahead and say it's my lock of the week uh the Bengals were expecting to have aj green back now it sounds like they're not going to have him back Uh, you've got ryan finley stepping in at quarterback uh, the Bengals are in full tank mode. Uh, they are, well, I mean, I guess they're sitting pretty right now because the Dolphins won uh, last <laughs> week. So uh, the Bengals are in a great spot. And uh, the Ravens coming off a big win against the Patriots. I could see the Ravens probably, I don't want to say come out flat, but you know, after such a huge win like that was against the Patriots, you, you've seen this mm-hmm. situation before where you see teams maybe come out a little bit flat especially because think about it you're going from the top of the nfl to the bottom of the nfl um and i think it's probably just sort of human nature to to have maybe come out with a different mindset uh but the ravens with with a 10 point spread here uh, i'll make it my lock of the week because the ravens are just a much better team yeah i don't usually like to double up on these locks of the week i try to pick something different (laughs) than you but i i you know the one i had picked i wasn't feeling 100 percent, and this one i do feel 100 percent. i think while there are yeah concerns about coming off that game and a little bit of let up you know assuming they're going to win this one they did play the Bengals early this year and not not cover and i I think they you know it's a game they'd not play completely well and it was just a month ago I think, yeah, the Bengals have taken a step back since then. I think the Ravens have improved their game. I think they're going to come out and send a message, though, that it wasn't just, you know, a one-time performance against the Patriots last week. Obviously, you're not going to learn a ton by a blowout over the Bengals here, but I think it's going to happen. I think Lamar Jackson offense are not going to be stopped the entire day. I don't think there's going to be any issue there. Uh, Ryan Finley, I mean, that defense for the Ravens is definitely improving the last couple of weeks is you know adding marcus peters but just overall getting healthy and kind of coming together as a team so i think all of those factors in here that 10 point spread absolutely give me that anytime yeah the Bengals are one of the worst rush defenses in the in the league if not the Mm -hmm. worst they can't they've struggled to tackle um how how are they going to stop lamar jackson how are they going to (laughs) start stop mark ingram i don't see any way that happens Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i I could see the ravens you know winning a game like this like 27 to nothing and that's that's that like i just don't um i don't see any situation where the the Bengals win this game to be honest um Mm -hmm. all right next up we just talked about the bears and uh, i said i have to go with the home team that's backs against the wall they have to win a game uh well how how did i get here why am i going back to this to this situation again uh did i not <laughs> learn my lesson from what was it making the browns my lock of the week against, against the Bengals? the broncos, yeah. or the Bron- broncos right yeah. um well <laughs> the bills are at the browns the browns i don't know how this is the case but the browns are three-point favorites in this game 
Um, And I assume that's because Vegas is the exact same line of thinking as I'm using in that the Browns cannot possibly lose this game. Um, I'll take the Browns, but I know you're going to take the Bills because you're a Bills guy. We know that by now. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're you're smart, too. You're you're not a a moron like me, apparently. Uh, You've watched the Browns play and understand that you just don't know what you're going to get here. And, I, again, I equate it with the Bears situation in that we've talked all about just how terrible this team looks, uh, but they're back at home in not a horrible, horrible matchup uh, against a team that we think is pretty good, uh, but mm-hmm. yet this is probably you know one of their, their tougher tests just in terms of, of going on the road this season. Um I don't, I, all right, I I'm going to take the Browns, but yeah. uh, by the end of this episode, we may circle back around. And I'm going to change my pick. Yeah, I mean, I was closer to picking the Browns than you might think, just based off uh, you know how many times I've picked the Bills and how I've been on their all on board there. But I, as I've said last week on our last podcast, I'm starting to have some concerns about their defense and the, uh, the offense remains obviously, and the, you know they can run the ball and Josh Allen can make some of the easier throws, but they haven't really evolved like you'd like to see them as much in that side of the ball and yet defensively they're still third in total yards against but they're more in the middle of the pack in dvoa and 30th in run defense dvoa so if i was to convince myself the browns could win this game it would have to be with nick chubb you know doing kind of what he did to the ravens earlier this year where he just took over uh, like a one-man show but in this one i i still think you know the bills trending with all the victories and the kind of the culture they'll they're building all the on the flip side with the browns i mean they're playing with their backs against the wall there's a ton of pressure on them i don't know if the same pressure is really on the bills at this point even with a six and two record starting to feel like you're going to be in the playoff hunt and even the just kind of you know win three four more games to really secure your spot maybe there is some pressure there but i think they're going to come in i think the browns are going to keep turning the ball over like they have i i, I just feel like they're, they're finding ways to lose and until they start really flipping it around i'm not going to really pick them consistently yeah i don't blame you and with the browns we mentioned their their schedule the rest of the way it's i mean it's not bad at all and so if they can they can get a win like this. You know, you've still got two games against the Steelers. You've still got two games against the Bengals. Uh, you've got a game in the, with the Dolphins and the Cardinals in there and then the Ravens at home. So mm-hmm. um, it's uh, it's not the worst schedule in the world, uh, but you, you have to come out and win a game like this. And uh, we'll, we'll see. But uh, I, I just like with the Bears, I picked them, but I don't feel confident about it at all. And uh, that's more based on <laughs> – the potential, knowing what this team should be um, versus what we've seen so far, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. But if the Bills can get this win, once again, you look at their schedule, uh, they, could, they could be fighting for a, for a bye or something. I don't know, in the, in the playoffs. <laughs> the, so. They'd have to beat the Pats at least to make that happen. I don't yeah, know about that, but so, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But uh, All right, the next up, uh, the Chiefs are at the Titans. The Chiefs are five-and-a-half-point favorites. And this one, uh, Patrick Mahomes is back, and um, I I look at it that this way. Um, you have Patrick Mahomes back for the Chiefs. The Titans are kind of who they are at this point. Uh, they're going to not win games. Uh, they're going to look really ugly sometimes, and they're going to mm-hmm. sometimes come up and win games you don't think they're going to win. I don't think this is one of those games. I think having Patrick Mahomes back – he is certainly the difference, and you'll probably see that Chiefs offense, even against a, a good defense, I think they'll be able to sort of uh, get flowing again. And I you know, I guess Ryan Tannehill could probably exploit some of the things on this Chiefs defense, but you just, you're not picking against the Chiefs here in this scenario. 
No, definitely not. I mean, especially with Mahomes back, even if it was Matt Moore, I was going to go with the Chiefs here. The way they obviously beating the Vikings last week, that's a home game, but a much tougher opponent than the Titans at this point. Yes, the Titans defense is solid. I, I would, it's kind of, you know, probably still a step down from what Minnesota has. So wasn't really going to see it being much of a difference in terms of uh, Kansas City putting up 25, 30 points in this one. I just don't think the Titans have enough to really keep up. The one thing the Chiefs defense continues to do well is defend the pass. So, I mean, unless Derrick Henry has, you know, a game like he did against the Jags last year with 200 yards, it's going to be a long day, I think, on that, that end of the ball as well. I don't think it's going to be that close. I considered this was the one I was considering making my lock of the week, but mm-hmm. I, with, you know, with uh, Mahomes coming back and, uh, you know, easing back into it, maybe some weird things happen on the road to get some turnovers. Don't, I, I'm not going to, you know, say it's for sure they're going to, the Chiefs are going to cover, but I do still feel pretty good that they're going to win, even as the spread went up with Mahomes, uh, as you were saying. Now, you know, full participant practice looks like he's uh, going to be a go on Sunday. Yep, uh, that will definitely help them, and I think you'll you'll see maybe the guys that you didn't really you know like Sammy Watkins and I mean Travis Kelsey's played well, but you know he feels like he's more of a a threat certainly when when Mahomes is on the field. So I think you'll have a lot more of those weapons get involved, and and now he's got Tyreek Hill back. Uh, they're finally mm-hmm. together, of course, um, and and I it's just a situation where I don't. I don't know how the Titans are going to stop them. Uh, I don't know how anybody stops them most of the time whenever Mahomes is on the field. So um, there, there you go. And like you said, unless Derrick Henry uh, has a big game or if, if Ryan Tannehill can kind of keep up his decent play that, that he's had, yeah. Um, yeah, I just I don't see the Titans scoring enough points here to win this game. Uh, all right, next up uh, we will head to New Orleans for the one that I almost made my lock of the week, actually. Uh, the Falcons at the Saints. The Saints are 13-point favorites in this one, which tells you all you need to know about where the Falcons are right now and the fact that, that I almost made them my lock of the week. Uh, but this is, I mean, really, I, I could probably turn to this and say this is my lock of the week just because I, I don't see any way that the Falcons are able to to stop the Saints. And, any the, the, you know, the Falcons switched around assistant coaches and all that and I think you've got Raheem Morris now on the defensive side and there's all kinds of stuff that they've tried to do to switch things up I guess during the bye week I'm sure that was uh, sort of mandated that they needed to try to switch some things up (laughs) Um, but what do you say I mean the Saints are so good on offense Alvin Kamara seems to be ready to go and back Uh, this should be a convincing win for the Saints yeah I I don't see any way like you're saying that the Falcons stop them I mean uh, on either side of the ball I think this is just a horrible matchup for the Falcons and it's really funny thinking before the season like there, there was a point when I was like do I pick the Falcons to win this division <laughs> uh, you know I think I learned you know we learned our lesson that uh, last year wasn't really a fluke with how they started yes they can continue to move the ball but I think they're gonna have a tough time the Saints not a lot of teams in the, in the top 10 in DVOA in both offense and defense and the Saints are and their defense has taken so many huge strides this year it's been a lot of fun to watch them on that side obviously their offense we know yeah Kamara is now going to be playing it looks like so it's going to be uh, they got all their weapons they're going to be at home it's uh, and you know this is a team that yeah in the past they've had some pretty pretty tough battles these are uh, two fan bases i know that do despise each other so it's gonna <laughs> i think the saints are gonna uh, relish the opportunity to uh, blow out one of their big rivals and uh, yeah i do think they'll cover the 13 point spread as well another one that was uh, considered for the lock of the week absolutely yeah no doubt it's it's not gonna be pretty and um as a matt ryan fantasy owner in one of my leagues i 
I'm okay just because I know they're going to be down so much that they're going to be throwing the ball. So uh, he, uh, that's I I appreciate that part because I have I think I have Tom Brady (laughs) in that same uh, league, and of course he's on a bye. But I'm like, you know what? I'm rolling with Matt Ryan. They're going to throw it 60 times, and let's hope for the best uh, there in that one. Yeah, the Saints uh, should get a pretty dominant win, you would think, uh, here in this scenario. Uh, all right, the Giants at the Jets, uh, which, as we know, it's uh, not really Game at, of the year. <laughs> at the Jets. I guess it's uh, sort of uh, they're both at home, and uh, <laughs> the Giants are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Yeah, the Jets are coming off of uh, certainly one of the worst losses, uh, I guess, up to that point in, in NFL history um, against a team that we thought could have been the worst team in NFL history, and uh, now the Jets lose to them. So I'm not sure what that says about the Jets, but we've talked about them. Uh, they're a mess, and uh, they don't seem to be figuring things out. Uh, really, I don't care how easy their schedule is the mm-hmm. rest of the way. Uh, you can't trust the Jets, and uh, believe it or not, you can actually trust the Giants more than you can trust the Jets. Um, I, I picked the Giants here because I just feel like they're going to be able to to do what they want uh, on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, because it's not a true road game, so we're not talking about Daniel Jones going on the road uh, against you know a bad team. But it, it, when you're on the road, anything can happen, but he's at home against a bad team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think in that scenario – Giants will be able to do what they want on offense. They may not be able to stop the Jets, but I still feel like the Giants are going to find enough way to score enough points and win this game. Yeah, I'm picking the Giants as well. It's, I mean, it's just I considering I picked the Dolphins to beat the Jets, I should probably pick any team to beat the Jets at this point. <laughs> I, I don't trust anything they're doing on either side of the ball. Their defense is, is you know, at certain times has looked okay, but it's it's still been kind of a disappointment from where a lot of analysts and people thought it would be going into the season. The offense, I mean. Holy cow, if you can't score <laughs> points on the Dolphins, who are you going to score on? I mean, the Giants at least have had some decent performances for a 2-7 and seven team. I mean, they're, they're not going anywhere, but, you know, the future definitely looks a lot brighter for the Giants at this point, I feel like, just given uh, the direction of not just the organization itself, but their performance on the field and in, in the losses. They're not – they haven't dropped a game to the Dolphins. At least they got that going for them. So, kind of say, yeah, Daniel Jones, <laughs> like you're saying, it's not really on the road. He's at basically at home here. Uh, you know, they – the Dallas game, for there were moments where they were in that game too. And I mean, they yep. you know the Patriots game earlier this year. Uh, for a lot of that game, they were battling. So definitely like a lot more of what I've seen from them. And uh, I don't think I, I the only team that I may pick the Jets to beat at this point is the Bengals. And even then, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure either. And and I'll tell you this: this may be the true lock of the league. So the over under on this game is 44. I think I think both of these defenses are not great. And so yeah. I could definitely see <laughs> this going way over 44. Um, so that's that's one to consider. I don't I don't gamble and bet for a living, as you guys know, and we don't oh, we don't. Really? <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> I but uh, I'm just saying I I think that that is a a pretty surefire. Uh, over there, just just knowing what we know, and maybe I'm putting too much faith in the in the Jets uh, on offense. I mean, I know there have been pick situ- sixes, pick sixes, pick sixes yeah, are in play here too. That's true. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. So you could have several of those, um, and knowing that Saquon Barkley could could really you know run crazy mm-hmm. here. 
I'm I'm all for it. I, I think the mm-hmm. over is a, a fine play in this one for all you uh, gamblers out there. Not me, of course, but uh, for anyone else out there who uh, wants to take a look at that one. Uh, all right, speaking of uh, overs, uh, this feels like a game. I don't even know what the over-under is for this one, but I assume it's going to go over. Uh, the, the Cardinals at the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are five-point favorites in this game, and, yeah, this could be another one that's sort of all about offense, uh, although I think the the Bucks' defense has has played. I know it's going to be weird to say this because they're coming off of that game against the Seahawks where they gave up a zillion points, but they, they have gotten better this year, and we've said that a couple times. Um, mm-hmm. But yet, th- this is still a game where you could see you could see things go sideways, and all of a sudden you're looking up and it's 34 to, to 34 at halftime or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to take the Bucks here, but uh, that's because I feel like this is a good Jameis Winston game versus the bad Jameis Winston games we've seen at times. Uh, he's yeah. actually been really good for, for the most part uh, here in recent weeks, and I just feel like they're going to be able to do whatever they want to do against the Cardinals on defense. Yeah, it's an interesting game in terms of both teams coming off, you know, pretty good performances against teams we expect to be in the playoffs, albeit, I, uh, as we'll talk about later, I think San Francisco is a bit better in Seattle at this point. But, uh, yeah, a lot of points. The over-under is 52. I would, yeah, I would agree on the over there. Um, but in terms of the matchup, yeah, Winston has performed, like you're saying, quite well, and especially against some of the worst defenses in the NFL. I mean, last week, Seattle, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about their defense in a bit, but he put up a big performance to, you know, fight back in that game. You know, you're still going to have the turnovers with him, so that really also helps with the over-under in this case. Um, and the game itself, I'm not going to say the Bucks are going to cover the five-point spread, but I'm going to pick them to win, mostly because of a couple stats. I mean, the, the Cardinals' offense has improved, but they're, they do rely still on the run. They're one of the better teams in DVOA, rush offense. Tampa Bay, for everything their defense does terribly, they have defended the run better than anyone by yeah. efficiency-wise in the NFL. So just not a great matchup for the Cardinals on that end. I still think Kyler can have a big day through the air and still get some things going going but at the end of the day i think tampa bay will win this one at home yeah i do too i I feel like this is a a good spot and i will say uh if you're someone in fantasy play your tight ends because uh these are the two teams that are (laughs) not great at defending the tight end uh position so uh play play those guys uh, i guess so uh that may be something here this is probably a game a lot of people are going to be attacking i think in uh in fantasy especially in the dfs there's going to be a lot of people uh hitting on this game Jameis, i think will be a popular big ass will will kyler murray so uh yeah a lot of points should be scored uh in this one i'm actually going to look it up here while we have it 52 yeah that's that seems about Mm -hmm. that's about right probably so uh, probably going to see both teams in the 20s here or more. So, uh, yeah, we're both taking the bucks here in this one. Uh, the next game, and I will preface this by telling you, just full disclosure, I am currently wearing a Miami Dolphins T-shirt that I got. <laughs> um, I I got this. I don't really remember what the, the situation was, but I, I got this maybe, what was it, last Christmas, I think, um i it was one of those deals where someone you know someone's like what do you want for christmas uh-huh. and i'm like ah, just just get me a couple random shirts from nfl.com or whatever just anywhere like uh-huh. that and so i got a rams one which hey that was great uh-huh. rams there you got, go rams got to the super bowl <laughs> i'm feeling great and the other Dolphins one was dynasty a, began last <laughs> week i don't know what you're t- what you're well, gonna talk about i was gonna say maybe that's the situation <laughs> you're but on, you're on the bandwagon now <laughs> if you say that i got a ram shirt then and a dolphin shirt you should feel good if you're a dolphins fan because that means you're on the way up because mm-hmm. uh, i assume you associate both of them together in fact <laughs> that me getting that shirt is probably what caused the rams to get to the super bowl but yes i i am wearing this shirt and i assume 
uh, that it's going to help the Dolphins extend their winning streak. And if it does, I won't be the one picking it to happen because uh, I'm going to take the Colts here since the Dolphins are on the road. Uh, Colts are 10.5-point favorites. Um, it was a great week for the Dolphins, maybe not a, a great week for their fans who are really wanting them to lock up that number one pick. Uh, but for the Colts, they're coming off of, uh, I mean, a game where it was just such a, a weird game. Like we said yeah. before, we couldn't have predicted Jacoby Brissett getting hurt. Um, and certainly Adam Vinatieri's field goal, you couldn't have predicted the, the game to end the way like that. Uh, but uh, the Colts come back home, and it, they should be able to get a win to try to, to stay on, on pace there in the AFC South. For the Dolphins, um, hello, Devontae Parker. Hello, Devontae Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, Devontae Parker. <laughs> yes, I, I definitely think he's going to have a big one here. The <laughs> Dolphins offense has found something with Fitzpatrick just being Fitzpatrick. And our one big question, is he going to win too many games for them to, to ruin their tank? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's we're starting to see it. You know, one game down, here, we, here he comes. Fitz Magic ready to carry the Dolphins to that 3-13 and record. But... No, I don't think, regardless, I know Jacoby Brissett's churning up towards possibly playing, uh, even if he doesn't, and it's Brian Hoyer. Hoyer made enough throws in that system with the Colts and what we saw with their offense against a really talented Steelers defense. It's really started getting much better. Um, I, you know, I, I just don't really, again, like we're say, I was saying, I wouldn't pick the Jets against anyone except maybe the Bengals. It's not a lot of teams I pick the Dolphins over. So I <laughs> uh, thought about the, the lock of the week here. If, if Brissett was completely healthy, I probably would have done it. Yeah. If, if he was, this spread might be a little bit higher but uh yeah for the colts uh too much too many things as they continue to trend up as the season goes on especially in the november now with these teams really coming into their own they have all these games under their belts really starting to develop so uh you got one team that's in a you know with with the healthy brissette's going to be in that playoff picture another team that's still quite a quite a distance away even if they got one victory here so gonna go with the colts come on mike gasicki i need him to step up as an evan ingram fantasy owner uh when i am when i'm when i'm scouring the waiver wire for (laughs) mike gasicki and and i'll just tell you that's uh I don't know. That uh, usually <laughs> usually tells you where your team's at. But he's actually got a lot of targets. He's been very yeah. involved. So uh, maybe that's a case here again in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. The Panthers are at the Packers. The Packers are five-point favorites in this game. Uh, certainly the Packers trying to uh, wipe the bad taste out of their mouth of uh, that just uh, flat performance against the Chargers. And uh, for the Panthers, coming off of yet another Christian McCaffrey game, uh, goes crazy, runs wild. And to be honest, uh, this is probably one of those where if Christian McCaffrey gets going, um, there's no way I was ever going to consider this my lock of the week because knowing what the Packers have been like uh, against the run and knowing how good Christian McCaffrey is, uh, I think this is a sneaky sort of game to where Mm -hmm. I can totally see the upset here. I'm going to take the Packers because you feel like they should bounce back. Uh, but uh, this is this is one that I think could probably go either way and, and maybe a little bit closer than people are going to think. Yeah, I'm picking the Packers too, and I feel awful about it. This is one I, <laughs> I didn't fill out until right before we right before we started the podcast. Yeah, the Packers defense that was so solid at the beginning of the year and really thought you know their secondary has still been pretty good, but their run defense has been bad lately, and uh, that plays right into the hands of our guy who's you know ju- he's just barely behind. Uh, being on pace to pass uh, Chris Johnson's record for most total scrimmage yards in a season. It's ridiculous what McCaffrey and the Panthers offense doing with him there. Uh, but I, 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 yeah, you know, and also the, the Carolina's defense, as we've talked about, has been pretty solid this year, but they have also struggled against the run. Uh, they're 
uh, 32nd in DVOA against the run. So yep. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, owners, uh, it's going to be a good day for you. I think the Packers will put up some points. I think it's going to be enough to win. But like you said, that five-point spread seems awfully high. Yeah, I could see this being a little bit closer. I mean, a field goal type of game, we could certainly see that. Uh, mm-hmm. And this one, knowing how quickly Christian McCaffrey can strike and change the game, uh, so yeah, I would, I would, I'd probably stay away from this one. This is one that uh, it, it's going to be a little, maybe more unpredictable than we think. Um, all right, the Rams are at the Steelers. The Rams are three and a half point favorites in this one. Um, I almost went with the Steelers here, but I feel like this is a situation for the Rams where uh, it's a a true road game. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're coming off of, of obviously, the the win in London against the Bengals and and now feeling like if they're going to be kind of that that Super Bowl contender type of team that we all thought they would probably still be going into the season – this is the kind of game they have to sort of find a way to win, and they yep. have to find a way to combat a defense like this that's, as we keep saying, has really been uh, outstanding and, yep. and certainly one that, that's still probably not getting enough credit for what they've done, and it's kept the Steelers right here in the playoff mix when we never thought they would be based on how their season started. Uh, I, I, I'm going to take the Rams here, uh, but, again, this is another situation where I think it's more about feeling like the Rams sort of know what kind of spot they're in here, and this is one where I just feel like they're going to find a way to get enough offense. I still mm-hmm. don't trust the Steelers' offense enough. I think James Conner's out again. Uh, Jalen Samuels yep. played well, but – I don't trust the Steelers' pass offense enough to to maybe get enough points here, and I feel like the the Rams are going to find a way to win. No, yeah, this this game, uh, the one the most confident bet I'd probably have in this one is the under. It's only forty four, but these are two teams in DVOA that are Rams number four in defense, Steelers at number five. So it's it, two teams that maybe have a little underrated defenses based on how many yards total they've given up on the season. But yeah. both teams have really come around as we we're talking about just Pittsburgh a minute ago. Their, their pass rush is uh, as a Ram, you know, someone who uh, off the podcast supports the Rams. <laughs> uh, I, it does scare me, but I do think this, the uh, Pittsburgh's. Ability to stop the run hasn't been absolutely phenomenal and I think so this is a game where if you're a Todd Gurley owner you feel like you're probably going to actually get something going here the Rams are going to have to run the ball to kind of you know get those TJ Watt and those guys from pinning their ears back so much and probably do a lot of play action stuff I see the Rams winning this one mostly because just at the you know both defenses being so solid they have I mean even though they've struggled on offense this year they have more talent than the Steelers do at this point James Conner being out another big blow the Rams have defended the run quite well so unless Mason Rudolph really goes off uh, I'm not going to bet on that one here so I'm going to pick the Rams to win but it, it could be a field goal game it could they uh, could see the Steelers covering that three that point five could be pretty uh, costly for some betters here <laughs> I tell you speaking of the betters the fantasy owners someone like me who took Juju so early in the draft and and, mm-hmm. and is now benching him this week um it's it's a it's a weird scene, I'll tell you that. Um, it's it's pretty interesting. Tough matchup for him. Yeah. yeah, it is, and and I think the, obviously the reason I'm doing it is because uh, and this is a smaller league, of course, but uh, I have Cooper Cup, which you're never benching Cooper Cup uh, ever at any point anymore. You're just not doing it. PPR uh, especially. Yeah, and then Emmanuel <laughs> Sanders, which we're about to talk about here in a second, mm. uh, he's got a pretty good mm-hmm. matchup there himself. Yes. So, um, anyways, uh, yeah, so we're both going to take the Rams here. We feel like they're probably going to find a way uh, to get the win. All right, to uh, two more primetime games. We said it earlier. This is why the, these three primetime games are all uh, sort of must-watch games, really, when you think about mm-hmm. it. Uh, the next one, the Vikings at the Cowboys. The Cowboys, three-point favorites there on Sunday night. 
Uh, this is my game of the week. I think it's uh, probably the one that, that certainly you could you could see uh, some pretty exciting plays here in a game like this because you do have Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott going at it uh, running back-wise. And, and then I, it really, to me, comes down to the quarterbacks here. And I just unfortunately – have gotten back to the point to where um, I'm, I'm just I'm having trouble leaning on Kirk Cousins on the road against good teams, and I I'm not saying Dak's perfect. Uh, we've seen Dak make mistakes, but uh, I, the Cowboys are at home here, and I'm not saying they they built a ton of momentum from that game against the Giants, but that is one like we said where the Giants sort of stayed in that game for a while Um, but but I feel like getting that win and now coming back home uh, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys here but I do think again there's no way I'd ever make this my lock of the week because the Vikings are capable of winning here even without Adam Mm -hmm. Thielen dealing with injury issues as we know Uh, but I don't know I just I trust the Cowboys more maybe in this spot yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. And that's the one thing. Uh, all these battles were cu- getting down to it. This could be another one that in the NFC could decide who gets in the playoffs. I mean, the Vikings yep. and the Cowboys. Cowboys leading their division, obviously. But both teams right in that picture. There's a lot of teams kind of, you know, snipping at their heels at this point. So this could be a make or break one. The Cowboys, uh, this might be a, a bad evaluation. But, you know, they. <laughs> this is a team that hasn't really beaten a good team yet. Yes, the Eagles yep. win. Uh, sticks out. And the Cowboy fans, uh, I do you know I, I think how the Eagles have played the last couple of weeks is not how they played that week so you can't really say that the team that they beat was the same Eagles that have been playing the last <laughs> few weeks the Vikings on the other hand we have seen them beat some good teams we have seen them play better yeah yes they lost to the Chiefs but that was a tough matchup and I mean obviously Matt Moore you feel like you got to win that game but still uh, with Andy Reid coach team and how that defense and that secondary for the Chiefs has come around I didn't think it was that easy of a game I think the Cowboys defense is a lot easier matchup for Kirk Cousins and what they're able to do they've kind of been pr- pr- kind of average and that's the one thing that has scared me about Dallas their offense is amazing they Dak's been solid uh, Zeke obviously they, they have one of the best balanced offenses in the NFL at this point but their defense is still a liability against these better teams and until they really shut down or at least slow down a better offense like the Vikings I'm I'm going to keep picking against them so yeah <laughs> this is my upset of the week with the Vikings covering but uh yeah going to be a great game whoever wins this one I mean uh, it's going to I think it's going to probably come down to the wire I, I, if I'd be kind of surprised if it's one of those uh like that Cowboys Eagles game a few Sunday nights back where they just blew out them well we split on this one with our picks and i had it as my game of the week you had it as your upset of the week we're gonna flip it for the monday night game (laughs) because uh the seahawks are at the 49ers the 49ers are six point favorites in this game um yes like i said we're gonna flip it here because i have this as my upset of the week i have the seahawks winning this game um yeah it's but but you're right in that it's probably the game of the week and you could have easily picked really either like i said any of these three games Mm -hmm. really even the raiders and the Chargers, i think is going to be entertaining so Mm -hmm. um you could have picked any of those three as games of the week uh but yes this is one where and i know 49ers fans can be like oh my gosh this guy finally gets on board he's hyping us up and now he's going the opposite way uh the seahawks are coming off a game where they barely beat the bucks uh all this and, and blah 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 
I, I just there's something about this this matchup here where Russell Wilson has been so good, and I know mm-hmm. he's going against a defense that has been so good too. Um, but I, I just feel like they're going to find a way to win this game. And, and I don't know if it's because I still don't completely trust Jimmy G, even though he's going yeah. up against a very vulnerable secondary. We've talked about that for weeks now. Um, and he has Emmanuel Sanders there now, and we've already seen him make an impact. Uh, but I, I don't know what it is. I, I just I can't shake the feeling that, that the Seahawks are going to find a way to win this game. It's going to be a close game. Uh, it will be one of the best games of the week. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I'd be very surprised if either mm-hmm. one of these teams are running away with a with a 10-plus point win or anything like that. But I am going to – it's you know it's one of those things where almost like the law of averages where at some point uh, we look at the 49ers schedule and as we said, there's really not many spots on the schedule where mm-hmm. you're you know, feeling like they're going to lose. And so I'm like, all right, let's find one somewhere. They're going up against an MVP candidate. I'm going to take a chance and I'm going to take the Seahawks. Yeah, this is a huge test. Like, like you're saying, Russell Wilson hasn't faced many secondaries like this. Uh, I will say the San Francisco 49ers secondary hasn't played a lot of QBs like yep. this. So uh, I do think, yeah, that's why I have it as my game of the week. I think I'm, that's the matchup I'm most intrigued by is seeing what Russell Wilson's able to do against a secondary that's just been so phenomenal this season. Um, with my pick, I'm going to pick the 49ers. I've very much been high on them since you know going right into that Browns kind of game before they even faced the Rams. I should have picked them to beat the Rams in that one. Kind of <laughs> didn't like the matchup up there and they've been rolling and I, I i just think in this one fantasy wise um yeah any any 49ers receiver <laughs> i mean kittle sanders are gonna have great matchups on the flip side seattle i think if they are gonna win they're gonna have to uh, all year i've been preaching for the <laughs> seahawks to pass more i think this is a game where you have to run more that's what the cardinals did that's what the teams that have had any success against the 49ers have done their run defense hasn't been phenomenal so i think chris carson's gonna have to have a big game and uh, fantasy wise I, you know you're probably playing him anyway but uh i think it's a possible big night for him if, if the Seahawks are going to win I think he's going to have to you know easily surpass 100 yards in this one and they're going to have to eat up some of the clock I don't think it's going to be if they try to get in a shootout with the 49ers I don't think it's going to end well no. for them this time I do think the 49ers secondary will be enough to slow down Russell Wilson I, I you know we saw Jimmy Garoppolo against another pretty bad secondary come around last week and have his best game of the year I think he's going to have another big fantasy performance and I think at home that's another big factor here yep. the 49ers with that feeding on that atmosphere it's going to be great I I think um, I was reading something. It's the third matchup of teams with only one loss on Monday Night Football this far in the season ever. I think the, I forgot the first one. one. The other one was Chiefs Rams last year. So uh, it should be another fun one. I don't know if it's going to live up to that billing, but I do think it's going to be close. I could see the 49ers covering, but maybe, you know, by a touchdown, something like that. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. And, and like I said, of course, I could see the Niners winning, but you got to find an upset somewhere. And, <laughs> and this is the one I said, you know what, if I'm going to take doubt it up, Russell Wilson, exactly. Yeah, if I'm going <laughs> to, if I'm going to pick an upset, I'm going to have it involve Russell Wilson. So, um, we'll, we'll take a chance there on that, but, uh, I certainly would not be surprised if I'm looking silly and the Niners stay undefeated. Um, you know, because they have been so good at home. Like mm-hmm. you said, we think about what they did to the Browns at home, what they did to the Panthers at home. Um, it's just, yeah, it's something where you expect them to come out uh, motivated, uh, keep the streak going, and in prime time, uh, that crowd will be rocking, and, and it will. Mm-hmm. It'll be it'll be a fun game, be a fun atmosphere, and uh, we'll see what happens there uh, in that one. All right, that wraps up uh, our picks here for uh, Week 10 of the NFL. And like you said, there's only 
there's six teams on by, so uh, not as much uh, to talk about. Six teams with a much-needed uh, week off, and uh, of course, uh, they will will be watching the action here as the playoff race is heating up. Uh, and we see kind of whether some of these teams can set themselves apart in some of these uh, playoff races in the AFC and NFC. But, uh, of course, we'll be back uh, on the next episode with our takeaways from Week 10, looking at the uh, waiver wire pickups as we get closer to fantasy football playoff season. And uh, I'll tell you, I I did not fare very well last week in the Clutch Points League. Dylan (laughs) is still feeling really good about his team. He's uh, near the top, I think. Uh, I've moved a little bit behind at this point, uh, but injuries and, uh, again, having to, to plug in Mike Gesicki and uh, a lot of stuff. So uh, there's there's lots of things if you're a fantasy owner that you're having to juggle this time of year uh, to really make sure you're getting ready for the playoffs. Uh, but, Dylan, uh, we got a lot of great stuff going up at Clutch Points. Uh, be sure to let everyone know where they can find all of it. Yeah, so for our podcast, for the Established the Past podcast, in addition to iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, all those places, we have our podcast section on the Clutch Points website where you can, it's a, a tab at the top of our homepage that you can find this podcast, the Battle for LA podcast, Clutch Points NBA podcast, and coming soon, Blake and Joe's uh, Cutting the Net podcast will also be in the same section of the site. So, I, um, yeah, you guys, uh, obviously, college basketball is back. So any college basketball fans that are listening uh, for Blake here, uh, I, I know he's still got his other podcast but he's got one with us now so <laughs> more all, all the podcasts anytime you want you can basically have Blake in, in your ear so yeah we got those um, for you know all of our NFL content there's an NFL tab on the homepage you can search fantasy football for all the startup cinema articles guys you should drop um, obviously we'd already went over the waiver wire ones but we'll have more of those coming up in our uh, fantasy injury report going into the uh, into the start of the games and then we also have our clutch points app for following games and the NFL and NBA now obviously NBA is back in full swing so if you're a fan of either sport download that uh, we have the score sections on each page for following the games there's also news with all of our content for NBA and NFL on each side standing stats all that good stuff so appreciate everyone uh, reading or listening yep uh, like you said uh, if you're someone I'd like to know if there's someone out there that listens to every podcast that I do uh, I would like to know who you are because you <laughs> I, I don't know what to think of you honestly because uh, I, I do way too many podcasts now I don't know how many I'm doing but uh, it's yeah it's a lot of fun and and we have a lot of fun on this one you mentioned the college basketball podcast uh yeah we we have fun and we're just ridiculous on that one too so uh be sure to check that out uh yeah lots of great nfl stuff lots of, of great stuff on the nba in full swing college basketball and we've got everything going on check out clutch points and uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and yes we will uh, talk to you guys next time here on the establish the past podcast <laughs>